Welcome to the Festive Five Podcast, hosted by Pestle and Ed. And welcome to a very special limited edition series of episodes from the Fields Fancy Podcast. Welcome to Festive Five with Pestle Ed for TH Fancy Football. How are you, Edward? Are you feeling Christmassy? Ho, ho, ho. That'll be yes. (laughs) Very Christmassy. So for our regular listeners, this is not a fancy football podcast. There will be no mention of American football or the NFL. Well, it might creep in somewhere, possibly. This is very much Christmas focused. For our non-regular listeners, those of you that have never listened to a single thing we have done, you have zero interest in the NFL or fancy football. Welcome aboard. But we feel we need to explain initially how fancy football works to make the whole premise of the show understandable, don't we, Ed? It will, it will add to the enjoyment. Definitely. So in fancy football, when you choose your fancy football team, you go through a draft process. You go through your number of teams and everyone gets their pick. And then you keep going until all the players have gone. But once a player is gone, they have gone. We are doing Christmassy drafts, aren't we, Ed? We are. There are lots of Christmas-themed drafts. And joining us will be our voiceover artist, Malcolm, at various points as well. Have we explained that clearly enough, do you think? I I think people need to get into it, and and as soon as we get started, they'll know what's happening. So, our first show then. Let's get Malcolm to explain what we are drafting first. Malcolm! Ho, ho, ho! The Christmas Dinner Draft! That's right, so we're going to be drafting Christmas dinner items. Once someone has taken one of those items, and we'll have a chat about why we like them, maybe a little bit of a, a homage to our usual show, we'll throw some stats about the foodstuffs as we go along, Ed? Yeah, I think, you know, we need, we, we can't just pick them. We need to, like, explain why we've picked exactly. them. Exactly. So once something is gone, that is gone. We can't say, so I'm genuinely a bit worried about this one, who gets first picked, because there are some, there's some prime plate-based real estate to be had on a Christmas dinner, is there not? Prime plate-based real estate. That's <laughs> is that, brilliant. Is that, is that an okay phrase? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So to make that decision, we shall leave it to the fates. We shall do a coin toss, but we've not got a coin because we're in the modern era. So we have a coin flip app ready to go. So, uh, uh, so shall I flip and, and you call? So what are you going to go for? There we go. You flip, I'll call. It's our usual premise for anything. <laughs> I'm going to go heads. Here we go. Oh, it's flipping. It's tails! Oh, I'm genuinely cross now. <laughs> so I get to go first. So you get to go first, which means, Malcolm, we're about to embark upon... Round one. Go on then, first choice for your Christmas dinner item, Ed. So, well, I don't think it's going to be a surprise to anyone. Uh, I need the heart of my Christmas dinner, uh, and it's got to be roast turkey. Oh, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> roast turkey. I was genuinely worried about the, how the rest of my dinner is going to go now. So, yeah, roast turkey is the first thing on my plate. Why? Why, Edward? Why the roast turkey? Well, I mean, I know people talk about roast turkey being a bit dry, but it, it's nice the way you cook it, and as long as it's moist and succulent, uh, you know, roast turkey's got to be on there. It's the star of the show. Are you a full turkey or a turkey crown kind of guy? Full turkey, I, oh, I love some brown meat. Uh, a bit of brown meat, a bit of white meat. Uh, <laughs> All the meat. <laughs> All the meat. So, yeah, uh, yeah, full turkey and turkey sandwiches for days. Oh, that I'm sure that'll crop up later as well. Do you do the Christmas dinners in your household? Yes, yes. Uh, you know, I've learnt from the best. I've learnt from my mum. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I, I love cooking. It, it, that's the best thing. Cooking on Christmas Day, a beer or a glass of wine in hand, you know, keeping away from the, you know, the, the chaos that's happening elsewhere. I think making the Christmas dinner on Christmas Day is the most sociable way to be antisocial possible. It's perfect. It is. And if you're making it, once the fun's done and you are full of food, 
Yeah, that's you it. are done. You do the washing up. I've done all the cooking. Anybody that uh, dines with me on Christmas Day, this is obviously not the main reason I do that and hide away to have some beers and eat the food is to avoid the washing up. Uh, so please don't take away that offer from me on Christmas Day to my family. Thank you very much. Should we have some turkey based facts, Ed? Let's do it. So, per 100 grams of turkey, it's very lean meat, Ed, with only 7 grams of fat per 100 grams of turkey. That's basically a diet meal. <laughs> yes, it is. And protein, 29 grams of protein per 100 grams of turkey. But I think the main thing is it's 100 grams of pure deliciousness. It is. Every every mouthful. I, I, I'm a bit funny. I like saving the best to last, so I'll, I'll save quite a bit of my turkey for the end of my meal. So. I was about to ask something you like with your turkey, and I realised I might show my hand for later <laughs> in the draft. So my pick then, my round one pick, and I've thought about this very carefully and very tactically, I am going for... Pigs in blankets. Oh, you absolute <laughs> pig. <laughs> <laughs> Love a pig in blanket. They are, I think, one of the most delicious things possible. Meat wrapped in more meat. Welcome, meat. welcome on board, vegetarians. Yeah. Hope you're enjoying the show so far. So, yeah, pigs in blankets are absolutely phenomenal. I, I don't think I can really justify it more than that. Do you like crispy or do you like a little bit of softness to your fat on your bacon around your pig in blanket? No, I think it needs to be crispy and, I mean... You could, I mean, they are just amazing, aren't they? I mean, and what I find bizarre about uh, pigs in blankets, everyone loves them, but we only, we only have them once a year. Maybe because they're so special. That's yeah, what makes them special. Like, it feels like a proper treat that you must save only for Christmas. So I'm a bit disappointed now because I'm, I'm going to have my Christmas dinner without a pig in blanket. And that's thing. So I am viewing this, although this is purely a purely us basically having a bit of fun and having a bit of a game, I'm genuinely wanting to make sure. I would be happy with the Christmas dinner I was left with. Very true. Moving on. Round two. Right, so next up, I mean, I've got a difficult decision now. Well, I, is it difficult? I don't know, okay? So I, I, there's a few things that are running through my head, and I've got to play this tactically, but if I didn't have this thing, I would be absolutely gutted. So the pig in blanket's gone. What I'm going to go for next is roast potatoes. I'm really sorry. <laughs> You're going to say that. Especially, and Laura will back this up, my roast potatoes are out of this world. So. They are second only to my roast potatoes. <laughs> I'm sure. We all have our favourite roast potatoes and everyone's is best. I think but... roast potatoes are, are, to a Christmas dinner, what chocolate brownies are to the world of baking. Everyone does them best in their opinion. And, you know, I think Christmas, you know, you get the goose fat out and the garlic. Oh, my goodness me. And they are just divine. I mean, I could I could eat. I could have Christmas dinner, just a, just a plate of roast potatoes. My Christmas dinner was revolutionised when I found the Jamie Oliver recipe for roast potatoes. Oh, the squashing them. Oh, and all that, yeah, all that sort of Yeah, a little bit of parboiling, a bit of chuffing, not only a great word, but an yeah. excellent method to prepare your potatoes. I'll go for butter rather than the goose fat, though. Butter Do and a little you? bit of drizzle uh, of oil. Oh, I, no, I'm, I'm goose fat man at Christmas. A bit of rosemary and garlic there. Rosemary and garlic, yeah. But yeah, give them a good cook first, give them a, a, a secondary chuff and a bit of squashing to get a bit more surface area. I'm oh. starting to drool. At this <laughs> point, in fact, pause us now <laughs> yeah. and Google Jamie Oliver roast potato recipe. And I mean, I do a I do practice roast potatoes through December. Do you? Yeah. Oh wow! Okay. It's, I think that it's the one commitment. It's, it's the one OCD thing I do that I don't think my wife would ever complain about. No. Because when we get to December, we know it's practice roast potato season. Everyone's happy. How could you not be? Yeah, Laura, are you, are you doing your roast potatoes? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, roast potatoes. I'm sorry that I've taken that. Well, I'm not and sorry because no. it's on my plate now. So, 
So it's back to you, Mark. Like, what, 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 what are you going to come up with now? Well, because I need to offset this with, I know what my backup to a roast potato is, but I'm now not sure whether you would take it, whether I could leave it a little bit later in our draft. Clever. So I'm thinking tactically here. I'm going to go for, at this stage... I'm worried. Part of me thinking about ruining, just ruining your dinner by taking something. I'm going to go for a controversial item on the roast dinner plate. Oh. The one that I don't think a Christmas dinner is complete without. I'm going sprouts. Oh, that, I could not be happier. <laughs> I could not be happier. Oh, you're not going to choose sprouts? They were coming nowhere near my plate. You don't like sprouts? No, I'm like, I tried. I'm like a good boy. Like When I was a child, my mum always used to say, have two, and I'd always have two, and I'd always eat them. But as an adult, I can go, no, mum, I don't want sprouts. Oh, but, no, sprouts are delicious. <laughs> my wife, she, she would agree. She loves sprouts. She thinks they're the star, but I'm delighted you've taken them. I go them. for a nice bit of boil and then stick them in a pan. And give them a bit of a uh, bit of charring as well, just make a nice bit of a uh, bit of a smoky taste to them. Best thing about sprouts? Go on. Afternoon trumps. <laughs> right, <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> Playing a bit fast and loose with the term best bit, uh, but yeah, no. I mean, I, I understand that they're a key part. Lots of people like them, but they're not for me. I would be upset without them. I think. Okay, well, I'm more than happy. Oh, with I that. feel like I've, I've fired my shot too you, soon. You, though. you could have saved those until. I'm now thinking of something bit. I should have gone for. Right. Round three. This is quite easy for me, Mark, and I, I, I'm, I'm sorry I'm about to upset you, but uh, the next most important thing of the Christmas dinner that I'm picking without hesitation is gravy. Oh, see, I thought about going gravy to scuppy you. Yeah, so I, I was worried that's what you were going to pick. And so to me, you can't have a dry Christmas dinner. No. So, and the gravy, again, that can be something you can do the go ahead gravy. You know, it's not, I'm not talking about Bisto gravy, obviously. I'm talking about proper gravy juices, all that sort of stuff. But yeah, oh, the gravy is the best bit of Christmas dinner. I do love a tub of MS gravy. Oh. When you get your turkey crown. Oh, nice tub of MS gravy. It's the stateside money coming through. <laughs> is it? Is it? Yeah. Very, very middle class. Too. Well, I think your Christmas has got to be special, hasn't it? Yes. And oh, you've of got course. to have banging yeah. gravy. Uh, well, I won't be because I've not chosen. No, it. You've, no, you're going to have a very dry dinner. Well, you've got other options. I, I have. Oh, I have other options. If you've chosen another option now, I think you'd be wasting a pick on your dinner. So, yeah, I am. So, I've got my sausage, I've got my sprouts. I think I need at this stage. I've got to think very, very carefully about the rest of my plate. So I'm going to go for, this is, this is tough now. I'm going to go for, and this is, it's the sibling of the sausage, in my opinion. I'm going for stuffing. Oh, that's a great choice. Very but solid pick. Very I'm solid doubling pick. down on my bacon. I'm going stuffing balls with a little gravy, little gravy life ring around it as well. Is that allowed? Yeah. Okay. That's, all right. how, that's how I get it. <laughs> okay, yeah. So yeah, a lovely bit of a lovely bit of stuff in wrapped in a bit of streaky bacon as well. Mwah! Magnificent. <laughs> okay. However, it is very close to the sausage, obviously, but I missed out on my turkey, so I feel it's my way to get some bonus meat upon my plate. No, stuffing balls are a key part. Uh, I mean, stuffing balls again. I mean, you, you, I suppose you have them on a regular roast dinner, don't you? But they just taste even better. My mum does these forced meat stuffing balls. Oh my goodness, I can taste them. They're, they're amazing. Whoa. Oh, I'm feeling, feeling rather peckish now, Edward. Yeah. Should we go on to the next round, though? Round four. Your pick again, then? What have I got? I've got, I've got my turkey. I've got my roast potatoes. I've got my gravy. 
And I've not got a veg yet, and I feel like I need something in there. Now, there are some great veg that knock around. I mean, obviously, there's some great veg that knock around. <laughs> so, I mean, I feel like, should I go for like a bog standard piece of veg? No, I think I'm going to go for quite a Christmassy veg. And it's something that, again, we normally get this from MNS. But what I'm going for is, and this might be a bit controversial, is red cabbage. Oh, it's disgusting. Oh, okay. All right. Well, maybe I, could... oh, I I genuinely, and I've, I think I've made this clear uh, at my Christmas dinner, I hate having to prepare the red cabbage. The point, I've even forgotten it at one point because it doesn't cross my mind to ever put it in my mouth. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm a big fan of red cabbage. I, I, we, you know, I'd regularly have it throughout the year, but with it, with it Christmased up with, you know, like some, <laughs> some like sweet bits in there and cranberry or whatever you might have with it. Now, I, I do love red cabbage because it feels quite indulgent. So, I mean, I could have gone with another veg and uh, clearly I didn't, I could have waited for it because you weren't going to have it. Indulgent cabbage. Yeah, yeah, maybe a bit of an oxymoron. <laughs> a bit of an oxymoron, maybe. Oh, no, I'm happy with that. So I was panicking that you were going to take my next veg well, in, off the I'm table. I'm intrigued what you're going to go I'm with. I'm going to go for, and this, I was on an between two of the root veggies that knock about right. at this time of year. But I'm making this choice based upon the fact that I've not got roast potatoes available. So I'm going for the humble honey roast parsnip. You see, parsnips I can take or leave. I don't dislike them, but I'm not a big fan of them. Oh, parsnips are delicious. I am fast realising, though, that I don't think I've ever been close to the number five when it comes to items on my roast dinner. Oh, no. (laughs) If I counted up how many items I've already, it's probably knocking on a dozen. So so five, five doesn't even come close. So I'm going for the the humble parsnip to go on there as well, especially a nice bit of honey on there as well. Once again, a little bit of crisping up and blacking as well, a bit of caramelisation of your honey. Just thinking, we've not got a cookery show, have we? No, I think we should do. We're clearly experts. And... Uh, but I feel like, you know how we had stats for turkey? Yeah. Is, is, is it because that was healthy and the rest is not? So we, well, we, We've we, not we, got the stats. Should, we, should I delve into some more stats? Well, let's go for a roast parsnip stat. And this is a, sometimes on our actual fantasy football show, there is a stat or a fact that blows our mind. And are you Ooh. ready for a stat? Is this a like fact? a next so not, gen stat? This isn't a stat, actually. This is a parsnip based fact. Oh, okay. That I was hoping to deliver a stat on. And that is about your contribution towards your five a day. So, to get stat-focused, did you know, Edward, that seven Brussels sprouts make up one of your five a day? Right, okay. How many parsnips make up one of your five a day? Uh, two. Zero. Oh. I've just found on the uh, beautiful website, it's called a Google, where you can find out many, <laughs> many things, sweet potatoes, parsnips, swedes and turnips do not count towards your five a day because they're usually eaten in addition to the starchy food part of the meal. Wow. Okay. Right. That's. I mean. And I'm. I am smothering mine in honey as well, which that I think is does true. contradict that, the that, healthiness of it anyway. That is very true. Final round then. Round five. So, what does your plate look like so far? Because this fifth choice is going to make or break. Yeah. So I've got my turkey. I've got my gravy. I've got my roast potatoes, and then I've got my red cabbage. So, I mean, there's probably people are probably screaming. At the, at the radio now, screaming at their podcast app of choice. And they're thinking, this is what you need now. I mean, I'm gutted to miss out on pigs in blankets. I'm gutted to miss out on stuffing balls. I feel like I need another veg on there. So I'm going to stay traditional. We all know that cauliflower is not traditional. <laughs> it is not traditional. <laughs> the Peep Show fans are the reference there. <laughs> 
So I'm going to go for the humble carrot. Oh. So I think I couldn't have a roast dinner without carrots. And do you, I don't know about you, but throughout the year, when I do carrots, I chop them so they're circles. But for Christmas, you have carrot batons. Oh, obviously. I don't know why. Why do you do that? But Christmas, all of a sudden, they be, um, batons become traditional. So, I mean, you, you could cut them in a fancy way, and I'm sure people do, but I just like your bog-standard carrot. Not, you know, done in the steamer or done in the pan, and that's a really important part of my Christmas dinner. So it's not that exciting, and there's probably other things, you know, and I consider things like, do I want my bread sauce? Do I want my cranberry sauce? I'm not a massive fan of either, and I've got my gravy, so carrots for me. So when it comes to carrots, I'm glad you've said carrots because I was dabbling between two options and I wanted carrots to potentially be in there, so I'm quite glad it's off the table to help my next decision. But you say about the batons, I like a... Bit of a pointy carrot at Christmas. I think I'm pronouncing this correctly. A lovely oh, Chantenay carrot. Chantenay carrots. Oh, yeah, good a lovely shout. Chantenay carrot. Good shout. Once again, similar to my sprouts, I'm sticking them in a pan. A bit of butter's going in there. Oh. Maybe some rosemary as well. Bit of garlic. Mmm. Oh, affection. I'm genuinely starving. Now. <laughs> I'd love a roast dinner after this. Yeah. <laughs> that means for my decision, then I have got my pigs in blankets. I've got my stuffing with some bonus bacon. I've got my parsnips, and I've got my sprouts. So what's last? I need something wet on my plate. Of course. So my battle is cranberry sauce or bread sauce. And because of the lack of gravy, I'd need a, probably a jar of ocean spray to myself at this point. I'll go in with the cranberry sauce. Okay. Yeah, I mean, cranberry sauce, don't mind a little bit of it. I mean, I'm not a bigots fan, but yeah, I can see its place on a dinner. Have you ever had a cranberry in non-sauce form? Um... Think I have. They are disgusting. Oh, are they? they are absolutely rancid. Whatever, well, say whatever, all the sugar and goodness that goes into a cranberry sauce clearly makes the cranberry a far more palatable item to the point where I think it does make you Christmas dinner. Right, yeah, and, and you, you, you're right, you need something wet, and so I can see why you've gone for that. And speaking of that, when I open the jar, and if it's one you've had for, and you get the little bit of juice that rises to the top, or drizzle that all over your Brussels as well. Oh, oh okay. perfection. Little tip. I do feel there's a few bits that have missed the cut on there. There's anything that hasn't made your five items for your festive five that you would like to give an honorary mention to? Well, I don't know if I'm going to give it an honorary mention. I, I just wanted to point out that, and I was ex I was wondering whether you would mention this, and this is not a part of a Christmas dinner. If you have it, you're a heathen. Yorkshire puddings do oh, not... do love not Yorkshire pudding. Do not, yes, I love, your, <laughs> I, I love it, but it is not part of a Christmas dinner. So uh, if you said that, you're wrong, and I apologise. I mean, there's other veg you can get. I mean, we talked about cauliflower, cauliflower cheese. Uh, we always have peas and sweet corn. That's not very exciting. But Sweet corn? On your Christmas yeah, dinner, yeah, yeah, we, we've had pizza can kind of yeah. and tolerate. I've got to mention mashed potato. Mash, I nearly went mash. Well, I thought of that's what you would do. My wife is obsessed with mashed potato, and to her, that is a key part. If I'd got gravy, mash would have been in the fight a little bit more. So yeah, gravy but and mash. Apart from that, I'm pretty happy. I oh, see. I love a Yorkshire pudding. A Yorkshire pudding is is kind of the the edible gravy boat on, on a Christmas dinner. Yeah, idiot. If there's room, stick no, it on. Idiot. No. So you, if you had a Yorkshire pudding. On offer, you wouldn't have the Yorkshire pudding. No, it's it basically be like killing Jesus. That they, if you had a, it's like it's like <laughs> it's that bad. So you're saying Yorkshire puddings are like the Romans? Yes. <laughs> well, there we go. It's nice to put something controversial straight in our first episode. For any religious listeners out there, we, we do apologise. Genuinely, well, I've just thought of have you? I'm thinking the Yorkshire pudding. I'm thinking of when we talk about how we don't have pigs in blankets throughout the year. Have you ever had pigs in blankets towed in the hole? 
Oh my god! I've just thought about this. Is this a thing? No, but I think I think we know what we're doing when we stop recording. Right. <laughs> we have our first item that will be on the Personal Cookery Show coming to you in 2024. <laughs> I think we're about done. Are we all Christmased up? We are. That was a lovely start. Four more to go. But before then, Ed, I promised you before we start recording that I have a surprise for you. you are you ready for your surprise? You've built up this surprise for a couple of weeks now. I'm genuinely. Nervous slash excited. So, alongside us, star of our show is Malcolm, our voiceover artist, all the way from Denver in USA. And when I asked Malcolm to do these sound drops for us, Ed, I got a little extra. Would you like to know what Malcolm's favourite item on a Christmas dinner is? Oh, yes, please. Okay, my favourite thing on a Christmas dinner is the honey roasted ham, without a doubt. It was an absolute staple in my house growing up. And it's the only time we would eat ham is on Christmas, other than the deli meat that you would put on sandwiches, you know. But anytime we would roast a ham is only on Christmas, so it feels like a real treat that I can't wait for every single year. And ham is the only thing I look forward to more than gifts on Christmas. Gifts, gifts come second to the honey roasted ham. There's Malcolm. Oh, I feel like I'm around Malcolm's house. I can picture the honey roasted ham. That's beautiful. See, honey roast ham, I think, is something that's often a, we have as like a... a boxing day. Or yeah. A, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that was a, I, I could have gone there and turned them a pigs in blankets for some quality meat yeah, on there. Yeah, I was thinking like roast beef as a backup, but yeah, oh, that's beautiful, Malcolm. Yeah, beautiful. And say for those who aren't regulars to our show, Malcolm's voice is like honey roast vocals. Oh, yes. So that is the end of the first show. We will see what choice Malcolm has for us next time when we do our next draft. So thank you for tuning in to episode one. We will see you in episode two. To finish the show, though, it's back over to Malcolm. From Pestle and Ed of TH Fantasy Football and me, Malcolm, have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. <laughs>